0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Today we wind up Jesus' teaching in the Gospels regarding the cosmic signs that will precede his second coming. We've been concentrating on his teaching in Luke 21, but similar teaching is found in Matthew 24 and Mark 13. But just to make sure we're all on the same page, let's go to Luke 21, starting in verse 25. And there will be signs in sun and moon and stars and upon the earth, distress of nations and perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting with fear and with foreboding of what is coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken." Why am I spending so much time on the cosmic signs and the geophysical cataclysms that will go on? Well, even though the earth will be shaken, I don't want you to be shaken. And the idea Jesus tells us right after this, when all this is happening and men are literally, not figuratively, literally fainting with fear, you're looking up because somebody is about to return to earth. So this is uh, to be a time of faith, not of fear. Now, we said that Jesus is using language from the Old Testament prophets, and he certainly is, especially Isaiah. But here's a question. Did some type of earth-shaking event occur in Isaiah's day that was a precursor or a preview of the final mega-earthquake and shaking of the heavens that will occur before Jesus' second coming? Last episode, episode 54, I gave you what I consider the primary evidence for this is looking and listening carefully to the Scriptures themselves, and they're not describing simply the fall of an empire. An empire undoubtedly would fall if there was great disturbances and buildings fell, economy was disrupted and such. But it was talking about something that the very earth itself, the surface twisting, uh, an earthquakes, mega earthquakes, this type of thing. So I consider that the primary evidence to listen to the Scriptures as they are presented to us by the prophets, by St. John, by Jesus himself. And I realize I'm taking a minority position, but I think it's kind of a majority position when I say listen to the Scriptures, and not necessarily everybody who is telling you this is simply pious metaphor. And I gave you last time, I thought the Navarre Bible and these Isaiah passages did a good job of summarizing exactly what it's saying, not trying to take it and say, no, this is is something we don't really need to concern ourselves too much with. But what about some secondary evidence? I like to start at the very top of the list with St. Augustine, as you know, my favorite, the city of God, also a favorite in chapter 8. And here's what St. Augustine said Who can number the multitude of portents recorded in profane history? When it pleased him who with sovereignty and supreme power regulates all he has created, a star, conspicuous among the rest by its size and splendor, changed the order and law of its course. Certainly, that phenomenon disturbed the canons of the astronomers, unquote. Again, that's from St. Augustine's City of God, chapter 8. He's saying there's been a multitude of times where the normal course of the planets, the stars, or whatever, have changed its course, and obviously, this is something that there are times where things are highly unusual. All things haven't continued as they were since the beginning of creation. There have been disturbances. Here's another secondary evidence. This is from Eusebius' ecclesiastical history. For those of you who like to check me out here, it's 9.7.2, 972, and he's recording a message from a Roman emperor, so this isn't Eusebius himself, but this is what the Roman emperor said, quote, the earth is shaken from its lowest depths with a terrible tremor, and that the mountains upon it seek into the opening chasms. No one is ignorant that all these evils, and still worse than these, have oftentimes happened hitherto, So here you have St. Augustine and Eusebius, Eusebius again quoting a Roman emperor, that there have been frequent occurrences. And it's really in the contemporary world who basically has bit into evolution, which There is a theory underlying evolution that all things have continued the same since whenever the universe, the Big Bang, came into being and such. Then there is this man, a Jewish man by the name of Emanuel Velikovsky, who wrote a book, Worlds in Collision, about the middle of the 20th century that caused an incredible stir. All the astronomers and scientists just totally dumped on him. But he basically engaged in a 10-year interdisciplinary study of ancient catastrophes documented by historical documents. And he was a Jewish man who was interested in comparing the history of Israel. And the history of Israel primarily recorded in the Old Testament, along with the writings in the Talmud, and then comparing that with documents in multiple languages from around the world. In other words, let's say if in Isaiah's day, we're just being uh, hypothesizing here. Say if in Isaiah's day, there was an earth-shaking event that Isaiah recorded. Well, if the earth shook, the earth shook. So somebody else in a different part of the world may have experienced the same thing and recorded it. And this is exactly what he did for 10 years, a brilliant man a friend of Albert Einstein. Now, I want to be very clear that I can't verify Velikovsky's work because he checked documents that were from Babylon, Egypt. Uh, he checked Mayan records and Chinese records. Now, to be very honest, my brain almost expired in seminary trying to learn Greek and Hebrew. I'm not about to try to learn Egypt, Mayan, and Chinese to be able to verify his work. Even if I could get my hands on the documents in my lifetime, I could never read them. Yet, I think it's fair to say, that I don't think he's a liar, and we at least deserve to hear what an outstanding Jewish scholar claims to have discovered in historical documents. In the 8th and 7th centuries B.C., He found the following in Babylonian records, and this is an English translation of what he found, quote, the earth was moved off its hinges, unquote. Again, quote, the earth shook, a collapsing catastrophe was all over the country, unquote. And he claims due to shifts in the earth axis, calendars changed. The Hindu, Persian, Old Babylonian, Assyrian, Egyptian, Mayan, Old Roman, Hebrew, and ancient Chinese calendars shifted from 360 days to 365 and one-quarter days. Now, here's an example of Velikovsky taking a biblical record and comparing it with other historical records. And again, I can't, he's going to compare it with a Chinese record, and I can't read Chinese. I never will be able to read Chinese, so I can't verify it. But I want to give you this as a secondary evidence for the reality of what Jesus is simply saying in, in the Gospels. But I'm referring to a man by the name of Sennacherib, a ruler, military, mighty man of the Assyrian army. Three times in the Old Testament, this is a really important event because it's recorded three times, in 2 Kings 18 and following, 2 Chronicles 32, and Isaiah 36 and following, we found that the Assyrians were coming and with an army of about 185,000 men and were about to commit genocide practically on the Jews. And it says in 2 Kings 1935, and that night, the angel of the Lord went forth and slew 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. Now, it's real fun here to watch the biblical scholars go to work, the rationalistic ones. Oh, well, it really wasn't eight hours. It wasn't one night. It, it was eight months, and there was a plague that gradually went through. Oh, but it says that night. How does that night turn into eight months or 12 months? Or some say, well, it wasn't really 185,000. They just added two or three extra zeros. No, 185,000 slain in a night. And according to the Talmud and the Midrash, a blast fell from heaven upon the Assyrians from heaven. And according, again, to Hebrew sources, the Talmud and the Midrash, this was the first night of Passover in 687 BC. Just as the Jews were beginning to sing the Hallel, like in English, this would be like singing the Alleluia, praise to God. Passover is in the spring. And again, the Talmud and the Midrash record this as 687 BC. Well. Velikovsky went to Chinese records and found out that in March 23rd, 687 BC, there was a cosmic disturbance when the planets went out of their normal course and the Earth shook. Again, this isn't the primary evidence. This is the secondary. But there are things we can't normally explain, and we shouldn't try to explain away but perhaps look at the historical evidence from around the world and combine that with the scriptural record. Jesus said, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars, and the earth distress, men fading with fear. But when these things begin to take place, look up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. And remember, we've been doing this in-depth study on these cosmic disturbances, not for basically theological insight or intellectual uh, appropriation of knowledge, but to get our lives straight. Right after this, right after this teaching, Jesus says, take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the cares of this life. But watch at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that will take place and stand before the son of man. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 55 of Luke 21 Radio.